0: Bring the noise! Bring the noise! Oh my goodness, how is everybody doing? You know who it is. This is Straight the Clipper, and you know what it is. This is Bring the Noise Podcast coming at you with another one this week. Yo, we're stomping into March now. We just got done with that monumental month of February with the Lyrical Giants, right? Well, guess what? Here's the thing with today's episode. So, my birthday is in March. It's March 16th. It's coming up, and it just so happens that I was born in 1989. So, I wanted to start the month off with a little something, a little ode to that year. That's right. I'm going to do the top 10 hip-hop songs of 1989. Not albums, songs. Now, I'm not saying this whole month is going to be dedicated to the year of 1989. It's not what I'm saying. I just wanted to have the first episode out there, kind of like a little birthday present to me. You know what I'm saying? Even though I was probably either not born or barely alive when these songs came out, but... Nonetheless, 89, I'm going to show some love to it, and I'm going to pick my top 10 songs. Again, these are my top 10 songs, so you might have different, and these songs don't necessarily mean they were singles, okay? These could just be songs that were on an album, just any song in 89, though I will say a lot of the songs on my list happen to be singles released by the artists that I picked. Um... Also, I'm not going to go super in-depth on, on some of these songs. I may or may not. Who knows? It depends. Uh, I might save them for album reviews. If I do go deep into them, when I do do an album review, I might not go that deep into it on the album. Just getting that out of the way right now. So, without further ado, uh, let's dive into this list. This is my top 10 hip-hop songs from 1989. My goodness. And how are we going to start it out? We're going to start it out at number 10 with a song called I Go To Work from the one and only legendary cool Mo D. Woo! Yes, let me tell you, there's a lot of good songs out in 89. Moe D had one of his best albums, if not his best album in 89, as far as I'm concerned. And to pick a song off of that album... Uh, for with so many good songs, I feel like I go to work is by far not only one of Modi's best songs. I think it's one of his best songs off the album uh, that it was released on. And it and here's why. So Modi, he's always been kind of a crossover artist. He's always had, songs that i mean he was nominated for a grammy he's one of the first for that you know he was uh kind of a pioneer in new jack swing because he had teddy riley doing a lot of uh production for him teddy riley does not do production on this song cool modi does that himself um but here's the thing he's always said that modi makes those crossover hits and he does dumb down his lyrical ability uh but and I go to work, and he has stayed to this before. The label and everyone let him do his thing on this song, and this is him just... I mean, look, Modi D is a lyrical monster in his own. When I just did the month of the four Mount Rushmore of hip-hop, I always say there was MCs before these guys that paved the way. To me, Cool Modi D is the one who paved the way for Big Daddy Kane. Whether it was fast rapping, conscious, uh, just, I mean, lyrically destroying a song. Um, Mo D did that. It's just Mo D was, he's, he still had success well into the late 80s and early 90s, unlike some of the people he came up with in the late 70s, early 80s. But nonetheless, I go to work as Mo D rapping about how he, uh, first off, emceeing is his job and then he compares it to what he does like i go to work like a boxer you know train the brain to outfox you um and let me just say right now his second verse on this song where he says i go to work like an architect i build the rhyme and climb so erect skyscrapers look like atoms cars electrons rolling in patterns this man on this fucking second verse just absolutely annihilates and like the metaphors he uses to how when he rhymes it's like an architect you know and when he ends his verse he's like if it's weak when I'm done renovate and build another one I go to work the beat is fast paced it almost sounds like a workout song I'm telling you right now if I'm working out and this song comes on we're going hard we're going hard for that four minutes and forty seconds, you know what I'm saying? And you, I mean, there's really not much more I can say about Modi and how amazing it is. But this song showcases his lyrical ability. You know how I always say if someone's like, show me a song from this artist to show me that he's a beast. If we're talking Modi, I'm gonna show you. I go to work. It's either gonna be that or the diss to LL Cool J. Let's go. But I go to work as one of the most powerful, lyrical, just, yo. I mean, Mo D is on full display. He said it before that that was his way when he had the chance to do it. Because everyone was like, oh, Mo D, he, uh, he only makes radio hits and this and that. And he's like, yeah, well, check this out. I'm about to go to work. I'm about to rip that shit apart. And his last verse is just him being like, look, I get paid to rock the nation. I go to work, okay? And... I love the premise of the song. I love Mo D. It's one of his strongest songs. And I mean, if you're going to have a top 10 list from 1989, I feel like you have no choice. You have to put this song on there. I go to work. It's just, it's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, what else can I say? This shit's dope. When you hear it, you'll understand. So without further ado, let's play that clip. From Cool Modi, the song is called "I Go to Work," released in 1989. Hit it! I go to work like an architect. I build the rhymes. Sometimes it climb so erect, skyscrapers look like atoms. Cars, electrons rolling in patterns. Right now, word the word with these letters it becomes visibly better because my foundation built a nation of rappers and after i came off vacation i came to rome the land to own stand alone on the microphone daddy's home so open the door playtime is over time to go to work work to show the suckers in the place who run their face a taste the- and we are back i forgot to say that that was released on his album uh knowledge is power um which, oh, I'm sorry, Knowledge is King, my bad. Uh, That was uh, his album in 89, and that was a song off it, and that one was a single as well. Um, Yeah, one of his singles off that album. Powerful song, Love I Go to Work. Nothing gets me more ready in the day than that song right there. Anyway, let's head on into number nine. Oh, boy, I got a song for you on this one, and I know... If you don't know this song, boy, you're going to fucking love this one, but I think a lot of people are going to know this song. It's from an artist called the DOC and the song is called It's Funky Enough. Oh boy. Look. All right. So first off, this song is produced by Dr. Dre. DOC was like an affiliate of NWA. He was on Straight Out of Compton. Um he was on a su- he was on a song and um he was kind of like so first easy came out then nwa came out well then they put the doc on in 89 and here's the thing unfortunately for doc he ended up getting in a car accident and he lost his voice and that is a shame because if he hadn't i think the doc would have been uh just as popular as nw i mean he was just as pop this this album is fucking slamming man like And we're not going to get into the album. All I'm going to say is is that this song spent 18 weeks on the U.S. Top Rap Songs chart, including four of those weeks was at number one, okay? He's got a music video for it. Now, I could have picked a lot of songs from D.O.C. Trust me, I thought about picking the formula because I do think the formula is actually his best song ever. But you can't deny how energy-driven... This song is, it's funky enough. Once again, Dre's on production. You know what a, you know what it is. This song was on Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. It was on True Crime Streets of LA. It was on Madden 05. This has been on lots of games. A lot of people know this song. This is the first song I ever heard from the DLC. And man, this, I mean, look. Okay, we started with I Go to Work and now we go to this song. God damn, man, this song is fucking high energy, and the DOC's kind of kicking a little bit of a reggae feeling to it, but before he got in the accident, his voice was fucking powerful, okay? So the way he comes in like, you know, one, and here comes the two to the three and four, when I drop a beat I have in store, you know, this shit's just, it's so good, dude, this song is so fucking good, it's, it's not even fair how good it is, it's, Four minutes of just pure funk. And, I mean, it's not even funk. It's just high energy. And he's just letting you know it's funky enough, okay? And I love at the end when he ends the whole song after you just had this fucking dope-ass shit kicking. And he comes in and he goes, And with the help of the Dr. Dre, kick it. You know, it's just, uh dude. And he talks about Dre in the song. And, of course, D.O.C., uh, went with Dre and started Death Row. Um, so, I mean, little do you know, DLC was also a writer for n- uh, you know, NWA. It was Ren Cube and, and DLC. They were writing shit, you know what I mean? But n- this is by far probably his biggest song he ever released, and rightfully so, because the shit is hard. I mean, the beat's hard, his voice is powerful, his rapping is just insane. Is it? I mean, I mean, come on now, it's funky enough. And yeah, the beat, come on now. I ain't even gonna speak on it no more. I'm just gonna play that shit so that you understand what I'm talking about now. Again, if you know it, then you know it. You know what's about to happen, but if you don't, oh boy, get yourself ready. This is the D.O.C., the song is called It's Funky Enough, released in 1989 in June. Off of his album, no one can do it better. Hit it! One, and in comes the two, to the three and four. Then I drop the beat I have been store. Lay the lyrics on the top like a rod. Make it sound smoother, let I make a dub. An F.E.A. well, so that you can tell. I am not illiterate, no, not even a little bit. Nothing like an idiot. Get it? You want the record? And we are back. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, that gets us into our next one. And so we had 10, we had nine. Now we're rolling into eight. Now this should come to no surprise. I had an artist review about third base and one of their most monumental albums was in 1989. Now, I knew I was going to put a song from third base in here. It was just a matter of which one, okay? I thought about stepping in the AM. I thought about Brooklyn, Queens. But if we're talking about some of their greatest songs, it's it's got to be the gas face, yo. It's got to be the gas face. I mean, here's the thing. You got MF Doom on his first record ever, okay? You can't overlook that. You got a riff from Aretha Franklin, okay? You got the piano that they sample. You got Prince Paul on production, okay? You got Prime Minister Pete Nice. You got MC sure, Search. And, I mean, and then you got Zevlovex, a.k.a. MF Doom, kicking his shit. I mean, come on now. Come on. And the cool thing, so it comes in, and again, I, I, I stated what the gas face is about, you know? It's a fun song. They have a video for it, and their video is outrageous and hilarious. Gilbert Gottfried's in there. They had tons of people that were in the video, like Eric Sermon, Kid and Play, uh, Run DMC. They were all in this song. And, you know, it starts off uh Don Newkirk he's the, he's like an announcer. Like, so search says, yo, my label mate, Don Newkirk, why don't you step to him? And he's kind of like, Oh, thanks search. And now the prime minister sinister Pete, nice, nice, nice. And you know, then search is like, kick him in the grill, Pete. And then Pete nice kicks his first verse, you know, about all the motherfuckers getting the gas face when he finishes his verse. Don comes in again and goes, everybody, MC Search, you know. And then Search kicks his verse, which is kind of like, honestly, it's a verse about uh, white people, like, hating on black people. He goes, bad cat is bad luck. Bad guys wear black. Must have been a white guy who started all that. Get the gas face for those little white lies. And, um, you know, so Search kicks his verse, and then you get to the end. Don comes in again to announce in a special appearance by KMD's Zev Love X. And then MF Doom, a.k.a. Zev Love X at the time, comes in, kicks his verse. It's dope as fuck. The beat is hype. The verses are dope. At the end, they're just talking their shit. They're naming off people who get the gas face. Hammer, shut the fuck up. You get the gas face. What do we think about Hammer? And then throughout the whole video, you know, they're making the gas face, which is just you make an obscene face and, you know, type of shit. You know, kids making the gas face in the video from Kid and Play. It's just all around a fun song, great song from a great group. And I already did, like I said, I already did an artist review on the group. So, you know, you already kind of have a little idea about the gas face. But, again you gotta have you gotta have the gas face or at least a song from third base on your top 10 songs from 89 it's gotta happen alright so without further ado let's take a listen to the gas face off the Cactus album 1989 let's go and now for the prize gave it the first light. grin shows a trick sleeve. And we are back. Who, man, I like that song. That's such a good song. It's a funny song. I really do really do like that song. Um anyway, let's get into number 7, okay? Number 7. We have a song called Do What You Like from Digital Underground. That's right, y'all. Look, I know that Digital Underground is mostly known for the Humpty Dance, and rightfully so. That song is a fantastic uh, song, but they had a single released before that, okay? And it was this one, Do What You Like. This is the first time anyone heard Humpty Hump, you know? And look, this song, to this day, when someone's like, hey man, can can I do this? I still will answer and be like, Yo, man, do what you like. And if you know Digital Underground, they're funky, okay? They're fucking, I mean, they're funny, but they're good lyricists. They're good artists in general. You know, Shock G produced this. There's an ill piano solo at the end just going nuts on the piano. You know what I mean? Like, they even break into the Bridges Over piano beat from Karis 1 for a little bit. They're just go. they break in, you know, it's, it, the piano sing thing at the end is awesome. And again, so they're just going through the little thing, you know, poor, basically saying a ditch digger or a governor, just do what you like, you know. Uh, hey, hey, can I eat this? Yo, kid, do what you like. You want some ice cream? Do what you like, except... If you got stinky feet and you got a fungus, don't do what you like. Go see a foot doctor or something. All right. So which is an actual line from the song. And um, you know, the song's been shortened on some versions. Uh the album version is eight minutes long, and the single edit is four forty-eight. So they do this thing. Well, as their, you know, Humpty Hump and Shock G are trading verses back and forth, which uh if you don't know Shock G and Humpty Hump are the same person. So basically, Shock G kicks his verse and then he'll change his voice up and then do Humpty Hump. And so it's like him and Humpty, and uh you even hear Humpty Hump say in the song Humpty Dance, um, I'm the guy that said, just grab him in the biscuits. You know, well, that's cause on this song, Humpty Hump comes in, he goes, Girls, for once, forget you got class. See a guy you like, just grab him in the biscuits. And do what you like. You know, this is one of the, my favorite songs. It's a fun it's it's so it's so funny. And it's just a good song and it's funky as hell. Cause you know, Digital Underground, they're the sons of P Funk right there. Like they're they're just they're just dope. And the long version, you know, they have this thing where this girl will come in and be like, This is for the radios. If you have not started your fade, we will now start the fade for you. They'll fade the song out, and then all of a sudden they'll come back in and be like, now, if this is at a club or in your car or at a party or whatever, we will now bring the beat back and continue to do what you like. You know what I'm saying? It's, yo, I love do what you like. Out of all their songs, this is my favorite digital underground song, even over Humpty Dance, and that ain't hating on the Humpty Dance at all. Uh, But do what you like come on now this this to me encompasses what digital underground is about you know just having a good time just partying their video for it is awesome hilarious anyway enough yapping enough speaking let's play that clip from the song do what you like off their album sex packets the single was released in 1989 so uh yo dj Play that. Now as the record spins around, you recognize this sound. Well, it's the underground. You know that we're down with what you like, with what you like. And though we're usually on a serious tip, check it out. Tonight we're gonna to flip and trip and let it all hang out tonight. We're gonna say what we like. Cause yo yo, we wanna know how many people in the flow. We like to just let yourselves go and do what you like. And we are back. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Just do what you like. You know what I'm saying? Go where you like. Dress how you like. Damn. Yo, go listen to that one. That one's, a, that one's a good one. I also made a playlist for this year, so afterwards, you know, if you want to go to Spotify, you can listen to the playlist I put together. It's just the top 10 albums from 89. Um, I, I, It's titled 89 Top 10. It's actually a damn good mixtape i think i did pretty well myself but uh let's get into number six because we ain't done yet this will be the halfway point right here i got a song from the one and only heavy d and the song is titled girls they love me now i've told you before especially on the top five posse cuts, how much I love Heavy D, okay? Heavy D was a lot like Cool Moe D, all right? He was a big crossover. People like Moe D, Heavy D, Kid and Play, Fresh Prince, and uh, DJ, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, like these were the guys that kind of made hip-hop a household name, but unlike Hammer and Vanilla Ice, who also did the same, they had credit throughout their hip-hop community from being dope-ass MCs not saying that you know Hammer was never a lyrical guy neither was Vanilla Ice and I'm not overlooking what they did for the game as and for pushing it as far as it did but these guys were respected but also had crossover hits well girls they love me one thing you need to know about Heavy D like I've said before Heavy D is a monster on the mic and not only is he a monster on the mic he's he's got a witty style about him okay And on this song, you know, his first verse, he comes in, he's like, chilling at the crib and I'm cold, relaxing. Call up a cutie, I'm in the mood for maxing. I dial seven, eight, wait, I better keep it to myself, you know. And he runs through how the girl comes over and he clears his throat, you know, and whispers in her ear, tell her what she wants to hear, have no fear, because Heavy D is here. And, you know, he always has that reggae feel to it. So in the hook, it's him going, girls, they girls, they love me. And he's always been known as the overweight lover, you know, his, his, uh, his hit song, The Overweight Lovers in the House. So he goes, girls, they love me. And then the girls will come in and be like, because he's the overweight lover, Heavy D. You know, and dude, it's, I mean, come on now. And it's off the album Big Time, his, uh, his, his album from 89. And this is definitely one of his singles. He's got a music video to it. And, yeah, it's just, it's uh, it's another feel. If you've noticed, one thing about this era of of hip-hop, like, you hear the diversity, like, you know, these fun kind of happy-go-lucky songs but are still, like, you know, slamming, you know, songs. You know, I go to work as a lyrical masterpiece, but it's definitely a very up-tempo song, you know? Um, and same thing with Gasface, you know, up temple, very feel good, but they're kicking it. The DLCs is up temple, but I mean, that one's the, you you're getting rough on it. It's funky enough, but, uh, and yeah, obviously we just went over do what you like, but um, yeah, I mean, the one thing is, is Girls They Love Me, okay? So this one's produced by Marley Mall, first off, so bam, there you go, right there. This is, I love this song, okay? Anyone who listens to Heavy D, like I've stated before, this song especially I still remember like uh getting a text um from from someone I knew and they were they already liked Heavy D and then they go dude I, I what is it about Heavy D that's so good and they sent me a clip they were listening to XM radio and Girls They Love Me came on they're like this song's fucking dope as hell it's like of course cuz the girls love Heavy D you know what I'm saying he's the overweight lover And I I don't know how that works, but apparently that just brings the ladies in. The man had confidence, and this is definitely one of his top songs off this album, Big Time, from 89. So, anyway, Girls They Love Me, he's kicking his shit. I also love, I believe it's his second second or third verse, where he kind of runs through, he's at a club, and he runs through what's going on, he goes, you know... Pete Rock and Seal were on stage drinking Cisco. Damien had his girl, of course, you know. And he's going through, you know, Eddie F. was at home making a beat. And then it scratches a little bit. And he's running through all his homeboys, what they're doing at the club. And then he's like, me, I was casing the joint, you know, just kind of checking out what's going on. And he puts it in. It's Yeah, dude, this song's dope as fuck. Heavy D is dope as fuck. Anyway, let's play that clip. This is Girls They Love Me. From Heavy D and the Boys, off the album Big Time, 1989. Let's go. Cooling in my crib and I'm cold maxing. Call up a cutie, I'm in the mood for relaxing. Get my phone book from top of the shelf. I six six. I better keep it to myself. Call up a cutie with a triple star next to it. She says hello, we conversate a bit. Invite her over for a candlelight dinner. Believe me when I tell you that this girlie is a winner. Shortly after that, I hear the doorbell. And we are back. Now you hear how nice that is. And again, these eighty nine songs, a lot of them, like I said, are singles. So, and so far, we've had some pretty, you know, happy—I not necessarily happy, but just really good songs. And you know what? The funny part is about most of these um, songs so far that we've went through. You know, I go to work. Kumo D—he ain't cursing. Funky enough, believe it or not. As hard as it is, D.O.C. ain't cursing. The Gas Face—same thing. Do what you like you know come on now girls they love me you know heavy d ain't cursing you know that and that leads us into number five which is a song titled me myself and i from the one and only de la soul first off rest in peace to true the dove aka dave he just passed away unfortunately but on a good note these songs are finally coming to streaming platforms and i'm not going to get into it too much but like what a win. I wish he would have been able to see all that happen, but nonetheless, uh, that's a monumental thing that they finally have their music come into streaming platforms. Anyway, here's why I picked Me, Myself, and I. First off, I know De La Soul doesn't like this song, okay? I know they've never liked this song. They only did this song because the record label told them they needed a radio hit. I know that they tried to write their lyrics to sound as ridiculous as possible, but here's the thing. You know, they sampled Parliament Funkadelic, okay? So you sample that song, Knee Deep. Um, and that, I mean, the original one gets you dancing. I'm going to be honest with you right now. You don't want to see me when I'm by myself listening to me, myself, and not because I bust a move to this bitch. When I'm alone... In My Place, and Me, Myself, and I comes on, best believe I'm busting a move. And I think I look great, but I probably look terrible. But that's not the point. The song hits you. Whether De La Soul likes it or not, here's the thing. I like it. I love this song. I love everything about this song, man. When that beat hits, it just puts me in a great mood. And again, I know that they hate the song, and I know that they kind of... Made their tried to make their lyrics as ridiculous as possible, but like I love this shit, you know. Like mirror, mirror on the wall, tell me, mirror, what is wrong? Could it be my daylight clothes or is it just my daylight soul? And I mean, Pasta News and and Dave are just, I mean, I know they're not ripping, but they've always been the so-called hippies of rap, even though they even say in this song. You say plug one and two are hippies. No, we're not. That's pure plug bull. So they've always referred to themselves as plug one, plug two, and plug three. So you'll hear them say that. And again, this song is off their monumental debut album from 89, Three Feet High and Rising. And it was a last added uh, song on it. And, you know, whether, I again, whether they like it or not, I, I fucking love this song, okay. And it, again, you got Prince Paul on production, so we already had Gasface. Now we got another Prince Paul production, okay. And I don't know, I I just like this song because when it, you know, it's me myself and I I dun. It's just me, myself, and I. And I know that sounds exactly like the song, trust me. No, I'm just kidding, but uh look, I guess I can't say enough good things about this song for me. So you be the judge yourself. Here's the thing though. It is by far their most their most successful song. Okay. It was the number one in the Netherlands, you know, it was it was it was just, yeah, I mean, this song is literally it's number it was number forty six on v h one's top one hundred greatest hip hop song. so I mean, say what you want, they can say what they want, but this song is forever a part of hip hop culture, and for someone like me, I absolutely love it. Anyone that ever hears this song, they love it, you know, and there's a funny story that uh you know, they were all standing around at a at a barbecue and then someone put knee deep on and that's where they got the idea. They're like, man, we should sample this, you know, we should sample not just knee deep from uh, parliament funkadelic. And so they did and they switched it up and dude, love this song. All right. So without further ado, let's play the song. Me, myself and I from De La Soul off the album, three feet high and rising from 1989. <laughs> let's go. Man, we are back. God, I love that song, man. God, I love that song. Fits beautifully on the uh, on the um, little mixtape I made for this year. But man, me, myself, and I. The music video's funny to it, too, because it's kind of them just like, you know, they really changed hip-hop. Like, the Jungle Brothers and they then De La Soul, then A Tribe Called Quest with the Native Tongues. You know, in the video, they're literally portraying these artists wearing gold chains and Kangol hats and how they look like they're fucking hippies, you know, and basically being like, we ain't down with that. Anyway, love that song. Let's get into the next one, number four. So on this song, I'm not going to go into it so much because we literally just did an album review. So at number four, I got Gimme Dat What from Boogie Down Productions, KRS-One. You obviously, you heard me on the album review of Ghetto Music, The Blueprint of Hip Hop, Uh, I picked this song in my top three songs off the album. So, I mean, if I'm going to do a top list from 89, obviously I'm going to have something from Boogie Down, Keras one in there. Uh, I thought about putting You Must Learn in there, and I thought about putting the remix in there, but, man, this is one of my favorite songs off the album, and it's definitely one of my favorite songs from Boogie Down Productions in general. So again, I'm not gonna go super into it because I kind of already have. When he flips the offbeat style, you are if you haven't heard that episode, go listen to it. If you haven't, maybe this song will make you go listen to it because this beat's hard as fuck. It's rugged, and Karis One is putting his lyrical ability on display to let you know, yo, yo, poetry. Jimmy Hats is that your title? Gimme that what? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So guess what? That means you get to hear a little bit more of the song. If you didn't go and listen to it, well, don't you worry. I'm going to play a different clip from the song so that maybe you can hear something else and you'll be like, God, man, Straight was right. I really need to go listen to that song. No, you need to go listen to the album. Anyway, let's play another clip from Gimme That What? <laughs> from Boogie Down Productions, 1989. Hit it! Ha! Hello, what's up, and what's happening? I am known as the teacher in rapping. Some need slapping, cause what they're saying is whacking, weak, and weak. Let me speak. What? Don't be the sucker coming into my face with that what? yang-yang, or you'll be down with the chain Gang, what? dragging your feet to a beat produced by BDP. One of the many from the library. And we are back, and that leads us into our next one. And that is number three, ladies and gentlemen. And oh boy, I coming at you. Listen, we already we we've been coming at you with some heat. So we had some real nice, friendly ones at the at the beginning. Well, we all know what my favorite type of hip hop is. It's that aggressive shit. So gimme that boy came in at number four. Well, at number three, we got a song called Warm It Up, Kane from the one and only, the smooth operator himself, Big Daddy Kane. Once again, we just had an album review from Big Daddy Kane. That was his 93 album. But listen, if you were wondering who's flat top rules in 89, that would be Big Daddy Kane, okay? This is one of the best songs from Big Daddy Kane. And just like Cool on I Go To Work and, and kind of like Gimme That Boy from uh, Boogie Down, this is Big Daddy Kane. This is off his second album. It's a Big Daddy thing. So you heard me touch on how that's known as his greatest album of all time, right? Well, dude, warm it up, Kane. It's just a lyrical, just monster of a song. It's it's just two verses, but man, Kane is just going on this shit. Once again, we got a fast beat. It's the same thing that I say with me, myself, and I. You want to? You don't want to see me in my place. When "Warm It Up" Kane comes on, cause I be dancing like I'm Big Daddy Kane, Scoob and Scrap. You know what I'm saying? I be I be hitting that shit. You know what I mean? Like again, it probably don't look good, but I I can't help it. The rhythm gets me, and I just get the dancing. You know what I'm saying? "Warm It Up" Kane is that song. The beat comes in again. This song was also on Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, so maybe you heard it there. For some of you people that you know played the shit out of that game, it was on the old school rap station. Um, Warm It Up, Kane is just it's just dope, you know? And he even ends, you know, his first verse by, you know, Who Flat Top Rules in 89? Warm It Up, Kane. Warm It Up, Kane. Warm It Up, Kane. Warm It Up, Kane. Just, dude, it's, it's. I love this song. I love watching him perform it live, too. This is the one, like, when I say I bust a dance, him, Scoob, and Scrap would really get going on this one. And, you know, they, they're, they're James Brown type of dance routines that they did. Uh, Warm It Up, Kane is a, just a spectacular song from one of the greatest MCs of all time off one of the greatest albums of one to, of all time in a fantastic year for hip hop. And, you know, again, at the end, I love the way he ends it, you know, genuine for 89. You know, I, lo- I love the way he always says something, you know, I'm going to set him straight in 88, you know, it's genuine for 89. and. You know he ends it by just being like peace, and then the beat, the bass is just kind of kicking a little bit. Fast ass beat. Kane is just fast rapping, ripping the shit out of this fucking song. And this is where his line, "Here comes Kane, scoops crap, Jay, and Mr. C," uh, that's where that line came from. Anyway, warm it up, Kane. Let's stop talking. Let's get into it right about now. Off the album, it's a Big Daddy thing, released in 1989. You know what it is. Play that. Come. God damn, come get some you a bum, I take the cake, but you can't get a crumb from Double ethic, authentic, superior, ultimate, and all that good shit. I'm the original Asiatic, acrobatic, there you have it, I like get dramatic, creating drama when I'm on the scene, and I pack a mean like Bruce Branstein, i a provide style, is mild and meanwhile, put on trial of rap pile to exile, make it tumble and stumble, and a bubble just crumble, and I'm still God damn, come get some, you little bum. I take the cake, but you can't get a crumb. Man, I love that song. Woo! Anyway, let's keep it rolling like you know it. Let's get into number two. Ladies and gentlemen, I got a motherfucking song for you here. It's called So What You Saying from the one and only EPMD. Now, you heard me speak a little bit about EPMD on their debut single on the top 10 albums from 88. All right, well, guess what? They came stomping back in 89 with their fucking second album, Unfinished Business. And man, that album is dope, but on that album was a gem, a monster, a fucking ridiculous song by the title of So You Saying? Man, I, I don't even know where to begin with this song. So first off, E-P- EPMD, just as a little recap for those who maybe forgot, First off, the E and E PMD, that's for Eric Sermon, okay? The P and PMD, that's for Parrish Smith. And then the MD is making dollars, making dough. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so what you saying, all right? This song literally got, it peaked at number five on the hot rap singles, okay, in 89, right? And on this song, man, they the beat, the so many MCs have freestyled, over this beat, including Ice Cube. So many people have kind of remixed this song. You know, Memphis Bleak and Benny Siegel did a cover of it. Um, lots of people. They this beat is well known. It's a freestyle beat, it's a wicked beat, and you know, and they produce it themselves, EPMD. And man, they are talking them shit on this one. Okay. There's a part where PMD says, uh, when we came out, people said that we were whacking, that we sounded like the R, but 30 days later. Or no, they say they said that we sounded like the R and said we would fold, but 30 days later, the LP went gold. So what you saying? Okay, because anyone who knows, their first album, Strictly Business, went gold after 30 days. So that was them talking their shit, because they had like a random little beef with Rakim at the time, too. So they were saying, like, yeah, they said we sounded like the R and that our music would fold, you know. But 30 days later, the LP went gold. So, what you saying, bro? You talk about just bragging and boasting, like, well, what you, so I'm sorry, what, what, so what you saying, bitch? Look at this. Oh, don't worry. We got unfinished business. We back. And man, Eric Sermon in this fucking song is just ripping. He's even got the part where he comes in, um, um now part of people. It's time for the exquisite. Yo, knock, knock. Who's there? Who's that? Or oh, who is it? It's the E.R.A.C.K. Yes, the boy wonder. You know, and then he sings. He's like, like Luther Vandross. I am so amazing that I've been waiting. And dude, the way him and Parrish Smith are just trading verses back, like they always do. They're literally, uh, whenever I do a top ten, uh, duos in hip hop, you know, or groups or whatever best believe EPMD are up there for top duos of all time cuz they they go off of each other really well and they're just a fucking awesome duo EPMD what more can I say about it anyway let's play that clip y'all from the album unfinished business this is the single so what you saying released 1989 the top 10 Hit it. Come, my dime a dozen. I can't have blood related, but you could call us cousins. Cause as we climb the chart, better known as statistics. Slutters on my jock while I'm kicking ballistics. Dropping hits like I'm house, and you got the chill and more. The poopers in the pudding. Yo, check the billboard. People around town talking this and that. How we sound like the R, and our music was whack. Drop the album strictly business, and you thought we would fold. Thirty days later, the LP went gold, so what you saying? All right, ladies and gentlemen, and that brings us to the number one hip-hop song from 1989. And yo, this shouldn't really come as any surprise, because if I made it this far and I don't have this song on there yet, I think real hip-hop heads would be like, this guy ain't got no credibility. Who the fuck is this guy? Look, number one is a song called Fight the Power from the motherfucking group Public Enemy. That's right. Look, it doesn't matter what kind of list I have, whether it's a top 10, you know, top songs. If we're talking late 80s, early 90s, there's a very strong possibility Public Enemy will always be number one because they're just that fucking good. But let me tell you, this song is probably their most powerful, just fucking intense song of all time. Look, this was released for the Do The Right Thing soundtrack, Okay. And that's a Spike Lee joint. One of his movies. He reached out to them and told them he wanted a song from them. So it also ended up being on their 1990 album "Fear of a Black Planet." But there's a that's a different version. It's kind of a shorter version than the soundtrack version. There's also an extended version out there too. But nonetheless, we're gonna play the uh, the soundtrack version. I don't even know where to begin with how fucking powerful this song is. Okay, we all know Public Enemy is about, and this song is called "Fight the Power." This beat. Okay, so kind of my intro, my intro to this whole podcast is kind of a similar baseline to the baseline of this, of this song, right? And you know the way it comes in, you know they got the speaker like, you know you are top trade. And it's safe to say that they would rather switch than fight. And then the beat comes rolling in, like, and then when it hits, dude, and him and Flavor come in, like, yeah, I always say before it goes, I always, like, because I like to just talk my shit when I hear a song, and I'll be like, yo, what year is it, guys? And then they both come in, like, 1989, the number, another summer, get down, sound of the funky drummer, and... Chuck D's voice is just fucking hitting. The beat is just raw as hell. Oh, my God. Every Public Enemy beat is. But this one is just different. This one, like, makes the hairs on my neck stand up. Like, again, you want to work out to a song. You throw fucking Fight the Power on. Oh, my God, dude. And this song is just, dude, I I mean, my God. His third verse, Need I Say More. Elvis. Was a hero to most, but he never meant shit to me. You see, straight out racist. The sucker was simple and plain. Motherfuck him and John Wayne, cause I'm black and I'm proud and I'm ready to fight. Most of my heroes don't appear on no stamps. Man, I remember being a little white kid, and I remember right then and there I was like, you know, my uncle watched John Wayne movies. I remember being like, man, fuck John Wayne. My other uncle listened to Elvis, and I'd be like, man. Fuck Elvis, you know what I'm saying? That motherfucker is simple and plain. Racist-ass bitch. How do I know? Because Chuck D told me. Flavor Flav told me. The S1Ws told me. Public Enemy told me to fight the power. So that's what I'm doing. They got a video for this, okay? The video, ridiculous. When they shot the video, it makes it look like it's a rally. They had so many people show up to this video that it became a rally for their video. Come on now. And you know, it hits the hook. And, they, and it's just Chuck D and Flavor Flay yelling, fight the power. And the beat is just nuts, man. And then we got to fight the powers, that beat, you know. And, dude, that line, though, when he goes, Elvis is a hero to most. But he never meant shit to me. Since then, Chuck has been like, okay, I guess... I guess Elvis can get a pass, but uh, this it's still the same The same thing still goes for John Wayne. Fuck him. You know what I mean? And John Wayne has been notorious, a fucking straight-up bigot. Guy's a pile of shit. Let's just be honest. I'm going to call it as it is. Terrible actor, too. I don't like any of his movies. That guy fucking sucks. I know. If there's, some of y'all are Western fans out there and you don't like it, you can just turn this bitch the fuck off then. You know what I'm saying? Because this public enemy, number one, I Don't get it twisted. Don't ever get it twisted. I. Enough. Let's play that clip from Public Enemy, Fight the Power, 1989, Another Summer. Hit it! 1989, the number, another summer. Sound of the funky drummer. Music hitting your heart, cause I know you got soul. Hey, listen if you're missing y'all. Swinging while I'm singing. Giving what you're getting. Knowing what I'm know While the Black. And we are back like that. And ladies and gentlemen, that is my top 10 hip-hop songs from 89 that I decided to do to celebrate my own birthday. Uh, Anyway, we'll just run through it again. At number 10, I had I Go to Work from Cool Mode D. At number 9, I got It's Funky Enough from the DOC. At number 8, I got The Gas Phase from Third Base. At number seven, I got Do What You Like from Digital Underground. Number six, I got Girls They Love Me from Heavy D and the Boys. And number five, Me, Myself, and I from De La Soul. And number four, Gimme That What from Boogie Down Productions. And number three, Warm It Up Kane from Big Daddy Kane. And number two, So What You Saying from EPMD. And at number one, Fight the Power from Public Enemy. Man, that's a list right there. I love it. I think I came up with a pretty goddamn good list. But as always, tell me what you got as your top list from 89. I'm interested to hear, and I always enjoy hearing from you guys at what yours is. Let me know what you think of mine. As always, make sure you click subscribe, like, and follow on Facebook and Instagram. And until next week, I am Straight the Clipper, and this is Bring the Noise Podcast, and I'm Audi 5,000. Peace. (laughs) Walk two and